check the weather app, activate my base shield, order a pizza, and save a galaxy on the brink of war as forces vie for control of the Alpha and Beta Quadrants. Download Star Trek Fleet Command today. Join millions of players and forge alliances, defeat your enemies, and build an epic fleet to dominate the galaxy. Download Star Trek Fleet Command free on the App Store or Google Play. Star Trek Fleet Command. You have the con. 22 minutes to 8. The rain is coming down. Amelia Mulcahy will have all the details very shortly. Uh, but to get used to this, there's plenty more on the way for the rest of the day over the course of the next coming days. The other thing, too, is it's, it's pretty cool out there. In fact, we've got the coldest forecast uh, maxes for this time of year since 2008. So it feels a lot like winter uh, outside at the moment. In fact, it probably feels more like winter than actual winter did last year because it's actually raining. 100 mils more rain this year to this point than we had to this point last year. Um, so... Welcome relief for farmers, but make sure you rug up today and uh, take a brolly out if you're um, catching public transport. You have to head out during the day. Let's uh, check in with Sean Fuster as we go around the courts. Good morning to you, Sean. Good morning, guys. I've got an entire roof over my head. I'm not even chancing the brolly. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> bricks and mortar are going to keep me dry today. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Good approach. Well played. It's a no-risk approach. Um, <laughs> So, Gary John Tipping, let's do this, because this story earlier in the week was one of those that just had everyone scratching their heads. Just explain where I've got this wrong, Sean, um, because doubtless I have somewhere, but as a punter, this is how I see this. This guy's a paedophile that was assessed as having no ability to control himself. He was uh, let out anyway, because there was an era where we did that. Uh, he was let out after serving his, his time. He has re-offended under the conditions in which he was released. That is, he was online sharing pictures of his of his genitals and doing stuff that he wasn't meant to engage in, not with people that are underage, but he was breaching a specific order. Uh, and the court has seen fit to say, well, that's no good, but, you know, it's not outside of the realm of what we thought was possible, and as such, he's, he's still out. Is that about the sum of it? Look, that, you've hit the nail absolutely on the head. The, the, <laughs> well, I that's bloody down, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I sat down last night uh, ahead of today and reread the judgment beginning to end. And I look, I recommend everyone that's concerned about this reread the judgment because it really does show the way that a judge thinks and the way that a judge passes all this out and makes these kind of decisions. Because the decision does, in the ultimate sense, boil down to. As you said, Will, we kind of figured this is the sort of thing he might do. Therefore, this is still within the realm of the original release. Therefore, we're letting him out again. And, what? Yeah, what? And, and that's concerning there, there is, for a couple so, of reasons. Well, well you, before you be scientific about this, let me just be outraged about it. So there is a realm of conduct where we go, there's a risk factor with this guy. So is it seriously the way we operate in this state now that if you if you then contradict or contravene the measures you've been released on, but in the realm of things we thought you might possibly do, we go, well, that's, I mean, we saw it coming. Really? We've got to that level of understanding? The whole, well, the rules are only the rules if we if you do something that we never saw coming. Like, seriously, Sean, it can't be the case. And unfortunately it is. And I'm not going to disagree with anything you've just said. Look, I've got nothing but respect for Justice Kevin Nicholson. I personally consider him to be one of the best judges on the Supreme Court bench. But <laughs> like I said, I sat, down, I sat down and read this judgment last night, and to me it highlights two of the biggest tensions that are going on right now in our legal system. 
really big tensions that are defining a lot of different things. The first is the te- ongoing tension between the government and the judiciary over the detention of child sex offenders. As you said, Will, this tipping decision comes from an era where we used to do this. We used to let these people out. We used to say, it's as good as they're ever going to be. It's the closest they're ever going to be safe. We have to prioritise their civil liberties over public safety. We have to let them back out again. And we have to let them make a mistake before we put them back in again. Now, you know, I know, we all know, the advertiser campaigned. We got that law changed. That was the Colin Humphreys battle. That was what Double X fought for. That's what the Carly Ryan Foundation fought for. That was all changed. I've got to wonder... Is this a case of the judiciary looking at that and saying, well, that change in law has frustrated our ability to be independent, our judicial independence, which is tied to the whole concept of justice in this country? And are they sort of clapping back a little bit at the government here? Because one of the things that Justice Nicholson says in his judgment, and this is why I think people should read it, is he says the effectiveness of monitoring these released pedophiles doesn't just come from trusting these pedophiles to follow their conditions. It comes from government resources effectively monitoring them. Yeah, well, it's a pretty sad state of affairs, and I'm certainly not impugning the judge in any way, but if if, if the release of a, a pedophile has become the vehicle for some kind of political statement, then that's a, a, a pretty depressing yep. development. But to your point, exactly. Sean, about this idea that we, we have to... The, the onus is on us as a community to give these people a second chance in the hope that they don't misuse that second chance. Surely this maggot of a bloke, all bets are off with him by now, because by my reading of it, not once, not twice, but three times, he has violated the terms of his release by reoffending straight away when he's under um, onerous parole conditions. I'll, I'll just quickly do a recap. So in 2006... He received a suspended sentence, how it was suspended is beyond me, for abusing two boys who were just 12 and 8. He then breached that immediately by abusing a 13-year-old boy, and that was just three months after he was sentenced. So at that point they jailed him for six years, but he got out early in 2010. So um, two years shy of serving his full sentence, he was released on parole. Within two months of being released, he abused another boy who was 15, and then... The, the, this latest hearing hinges in part on the fact that he breached his supervision order by signing up to an online chat and dating app where he sent photos of himself in the nude to, to boys online. And, and his, his defence is, I didn't know that they were underage. I mean, what? And, and factor in that we are now talking about releasing this psychopath in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> And this is where the other concern that I have comes in, this other tension, because the argument is that for that first set of offending and that second set of offending that you just listed, he has, according to the court and according to the addition and according to the mathematics, served his time. This is a question of whether we're going to keep him in prison beyond his actual prison term, if we're going to make sure that he doesn't get back out in the community like a Humphreys, like a Gavin Sean Schuster, like a Mark Trevor Marshall. And to that last point, the judge actually addresses the whole concept of the offender going on tipping, going back on the internet, and he says that, you know, it's up to corrections and up to the court to fashion a set of conditions that mean that this guy will only be able to use the internet in a safe way. Specifically, he's allowed to use it for navigation, he's allowed to use it for his email, he's allowed to use it for innocent purposes. Now, you know, I know, everyone else out there knows 
The internet doesn't work that way. <laughs> the, you can't these people use the internet? off the internet. You can't control what people do and do not access on the internet unless you've got someone sitting there literally slapping their finger every time they go to press but the this wrong is the, key. This is the really offensive part of this. Why, why is it the job of corrections, the cops, or the potential next-door neighbours of, of Mr Tipping to come up with a set of strategies that are designed to tiptoe around the man's enthusiasm for sending pictures of his private parts to kids. And this is exactly what I'm saying. This is exactly what I'm saying here. The court seems fit to say the responsibility for this does not rest with the court. It rests with the controls that the court is going to draft and the people who are employed to put those controls into place. What so a it is the it is the court yep. saying there are other people responsible for doing this now that we have made the decision, you have to put this in action. But to me, it speaks of the court not fully understanding the breadth, scope and con- lack of controllability of the internet. You see this in suppression orders where the court says, oh, you know, that article has to come down. That way no one can see what it says. That's not how the internet works. It's on a yeah. thousand social media sites by this point. And again, I think this is a system where the court has looked at the internet and said, we can control this. This is within our control. This is within corrections ability to control. This man is within control. And he simply isn't. Yeah. Well, you know, well, I, know, I know people who are, who are good, decent people who are awaiting trial for, for things at the moment that, that have arisen through nothing other than sheer misadventure on the roads, accidents that, that, that they regret. We've seen stories about the delays in, in court processes and the fact that we're rolling out the red carpet as a matter of some urgency to get this piece of human garbage, his hearing in record time in the middle of a COVID-19 lockdown. If I were the courts, I'd say, look, Gary, sorry, mate, we've got to be on at the moment. We'll get back to you in about 2027. You know, at the end of the day, just as Nicholson says in his judgment, he speaks of he speaks of hope. He says he hopes that any future breach will be identified before any harm is caused to a child. And look, I say this with the greatest respect to Justice Nicholson. That's a very big hope in these circumstances. Yeah, yeah fingers crossed, eh? Sure, we spent yeah. a bit of time on that case, but it was worth teasing out the, just the disconnect between the courts and, and what most people, and I'm looking at the text line at the moment, are saying in, in disbelief about what's transpired here. So we, we might leave our, our other story to next week. Yeah. You, you stay out of the rain and uh, have an excellent day. Yeah, take guys, and look, listeners, read the judgment. It really is essential reading in this case because it's a very difficult one to get your head around, and that is the best source of information on this one. Good on you, Sean. Good Thank on you, Sean. Sean Fuster um, from the Adelaide Advertiser. Finding the right foundation is harder than ever. Il Maquillage makes it easy to find your perfect match online. No store required. With 50 shades of flawless coverage and over 60,000 five-star reviews, the hype is real. Their online quiz uses AI to find your ideal shade in seconds. And with Try Before You Buy, you can try your full-size shade at home free for 14 days. Take the quiz at ilmakiage.com slash quiz. I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz.